Alzheimer disease a noter dementias gradual y diminish a person's ability to communicate. Communication with a person with Alzheimer requires patience, understanding and good listening skills. Estrategies can el bot you and the person with dementia understand the achoter better. Changes in communication. Communication in the early stage. Communication in the middle stage. Communication in the late stage. Changes in the ability to communicate can vary, anare base on the person and where or say in the disease process. Problems you can expect to see through the progression of the disease include. Difficulty finding the right words. Using familiar words repeatedly. Describing familiar objects rather than calling them by name. Easily losing a train of thought. Difficulty organizing words logically. Revertin to speaking a native language. Speaking less often. Relying on gestures more than speaking. Communication in the early stage. In the early stage of Alzheimer's disease, sometime referreto as mild Alzheimer's in a medical context, an individual is still able to participate in meaningful conversation and engage in social activities. However, eor semi repeat stories, fell overwhelmed by excessive stimulation or have difficulty finding the right word. Tips for successful communication. Don't make assumptions about a person's ability to communicate because of an Alzheimer's diagnosis. The disease affects a person differently. Don't exclude the person with the disease from conversations. Speak directly to the person rather than to his or her caregiver or companion. Take time to listen to the person express his or her thoughts, feelings and needs. Give the person time to respond. Don't interrupt unless el pis requested. Ask what the person is still comfortable doing and what or se del with. Discuss with method of communication is most comfortable. This could include face to face conversation, email or phone calls. It's octolaw. Sometime sumor lightens de moda and makes communication easier. Don't pull away, your honesty, friendship and support are important to the person. Communication in the middle stage. The middle stage of Alzheimer's, sometime referreto as moderate Alzheimer's, is typically the longest and can last for many years. As the disease progresses, the person will have greater difficulty communicating and will require more direct care. Tips for successful communication. Engage the person in one on one conversation in a quiet space that has minimal distractions. Speak slowly and clearly. Maintain a contact. It shows you care about what or says saying. Give the person plenty of time to respond so or se can think about what to say. Be patient and offer reassurance. It may encourage the person to explain his or her thoughts. Ask one question at a time. Ask yes or no questions. For example, would you like some coffee rather than what would you like to drink? Avoid criticizing or correcting. Instead, listen and treat of in the meaning in what the person says. Repeat what was said to clarify. Avoid arguing. If the person says something you don't agree with, let it be. Offer clear, step by step instructions for tasks. Lengthy requests may be overwhelming. Give visual quest. Demonstrate a task to encourage participation. Written notes can be helpful when spoken words and confusing. Communication in the late stage. The late stage of Alzheimer's disease, sometime referreto a severe Alzheimer's, my last from several weeks to several years. As the disease advances, the person with Alzheimer's may really on nonverbal communication. Such as facial expressions or vocal sounds. Around the clock care is usually required in this stage. Tips for successful communication. Approach the person from the front and identify yourself. Encourage nonverbal communication. If you don't understand what the person is trying to say, ask him more to point or gesture. Use touch, sigts, sounds, smells and tastes as a form of communication with the person.
Consider the feelings being words or sounds. Sometimes the emotions being expressed are more important than what's being said. Treat the person with dignity and respect. Avoid talking down to the person or as if or say isn't It's okay if you don't know what to say, your presence and friendship are most important. Caring for love don't in the end stage of vascular dementia, research have shown that when you walk into the room, and need to start talking as soon as visual contact with you. You can say in your love one yes and facial expression that love one truly does recognize you. The love one does however know your voice. You, yourself, may also run into the possibility that those living with dementia no longer recognize their reflections in mirrors or even photographs. Example every time my mother says a current picture of herself, se believe it is her mom. I consider this to be a combination of what is known as time traveling and prosopagnosia. A form of facial blindness, similar to prosopagnosia, is also known as facial agnosia. This is not necessary caused by cognitive loss of the dementia related disease, but more by the damage that the disease has caused to the brain. On the lighter side of this matter, that is if you can actually find one. Is that it's possible that your love to one with dementia might not have essentially forgotten you? Eor se just might not be recognizing you at that exact moment. Part of the training research put in place for healthcare professionals, whether it is in a hospital or a nursing care community setting, is advising all staff members to introduce and reintroduce themselves every time they enter the patient's rooms. This will help you. Please be vocal and use visual clues. If you're wearing a name badge, show it to patients as you're telling them your name. Optical suggestions are something when it's trying or to constantly use. For family caregivers, being vocal is always going to be positive, for your voice is familiar. If you plan to visit with lovedones o ave dementia, even in their own homes, Please don't start out your introduction as a question. If you do, there is a very good chance that you will only raise anxiety and levels of confusion right off the bat. When it all learn to approach a dementia patient without multiple questions and needs for decisions. Instead, treat of being with a simple, uncomplicated introduction. Yes, even if you're despose of 50 years, your first word soul be. My name is Ellen. I'm your wife. Don't be a bad by this. The worst thing you can do is say, I, do you remember me? Questions can truly make matters worst. Again, for the patients to struggle for answers at the inception will get you absolutely nowhere. If you must ask important questions, slowly work your way into them. Let their upper hairs start turning first. If approach it correctly, you may even get the correct answer. If this is about an important medical or financial matter, however, this answer is verification from a family member or a patient's advocate. To summarize, remember that important piece of general advice in introductory etiquette for dementia related patients, before you introduce yourself, make sure they have visual contact with you. Don't walk away them and start letting them. When in any contact, let him or hear your voice. Ultimately, most of these suggestions refer to those patients who are in the moderate to later stages of dementia. But even those in the earlier stages may be more confused in the latter part of the day when they may be experiencing sundowners, sundown syndrome, or are just worn out from a full day of living with cognitive disability. The most important factor in any setting is to make sure they receive the respect that they truly deserve. You may be fortunate enough to have an exceptional conversation and have mutually satisfying experiences with those living with dementia just by starting out correctly. You know what this is about first impressions. Research of emotion recognition have most of the set photographs of emotional facial expressions and asked participants to identify the emotion expressed. These studies usually test recognition of a core set of basic emotions, typically consisting of a group of negative emotions, anger, disgust, fear, sadness, and a single positive emotion, happiness. 
Tis aprovechas de advantage of ink relative asito administero weber, y ta several serious limitations in terms of ecological validity. Second, judgments about emotion in the real world make use of multiple modes of information, visual, auditory, involving multiple bodily regions face, posture, position photograph suceto ases emotion recognition only provide visual information and ave typical ive limited de face. Third, real world emotion is typical embedded in really interpersonal social context this contextual information is typical absent in photographs. Recognition in neurodegenerative disorders de assessment of emotion is of great interest in a range of psychiatric and neurological disorders as well as in normal individuals. Our focus in the present study is to provide a preliminary evaluation of a new test of emotion recognition in a sample of dementia patients. Deficits in emotion recognition have been reported in diverse neurodegenerative conditions. One example is by FTD. A subtype of frontotemporal dementia that leads to dramatic changes in emotional and interpersonal functioning. Alto frontotemporal dementia has lower prevalence overall than Alzheimer's disease, AD, the two types of dementia have similar prevalence in early onset dementia stato curve for the age of 65. As FT de frontotemporal dementia progresses, symptoms emerge that disrupt the person's ability to relate to others. These disruptions likely result in large part from patients with by effects of showing deficits both in generating emotions and in recognizing emotions in others. In a recently proposed update to the diagnostic criteria for FTD, note that loss of empathy is a core feature of the disease. In contrast, the core features of the atypical disease involve deficits in cognitive function, memory, visuospatial processing. An executive functioning. Alto deficit in emotional processing and interpersonal functioning in a de are certainly functions are often spared early in the course of disease. Differences in the impact of this to diseases on emotion recognition will not be surprising, given that they target different large scale neural networks. Among studies of FT de frontotemporal dementia. There is general consensus that emotion recognition is impaired over, there are inconsistencies with respect to which types of emotion, positive or negative, and which specific emotions are most impacted. For example, among negative emotions, some studies find diffuse impairment in the recognition of fear, anger, sadness, and disgust while others find selective preservation in recognition of one or more of these emotions. The research is similarly mixed for recognition of surprise, with some findings of impairment. In terms of positive emotions, most studies have found that patients with FTD show no deficits in recognizing happiness. In one of the few studies using dynamic stimuli, film clips, patients with FTD had deficits in the recognition of fear and sadness but were unimpaired in the recognition of happiness. Studies of emotion recognition deficits have also yielded mixed results, with evidence of both impaired, and intact recognition overall. Several studies have found that disease severity or stimuli difficulty may account for differences between patients with the uncontrolled participants. When considering specific emotions, the findings are also inconsistent. Will some report deficits in recognizing disgust, anger? Sadness, fear, and happiness, other report intact recognition for select emotions, such as disgust, anger, surprise and happiness. It is important to consider the stage of the disease when comparing patients with different neurodegenerative disorders. Over time and in the severe stages, neurodegenerative disorders tend to converge and look more similar. The current study includes patients in the relatively early stages of frontotemporal dementia FTD and AD. Research examined emotion recognition in patients with frontotemporal dementia FTD and AD and in normal controls. Researchers provided a preliminary test of a new assessment task that was designed that increases ecological validity and expands the scope of emotion recognition to include multiple positive and self-conscious emotions in addition to multiple negative emotions. In this task, 
participants with asketo identify the emotion experienced by target characters in brief 30s film clips. TS stimuli were dynamic, multimodal, visual and auditory information, and the emotions occurred in social embedded contexts. The set of the clips depicted four negative emotions, anger, fear, disgust, and sadness, four positive emotions, affection, amusement, calm, and enthusiasm, and three self-conscious emotions, embarrassment, pride, and same. Based on previous research and researchers hypothesis patients with effect the goal show impairment inability to recognize negative emotions. Our inclusion of self-conscious emotions and a full range of positive emotions enable us to test the hypothesis that this impairment would extend to these other types of emotions as well. Given the general intact social behavior often reported for patients in the early stages of AD, we did not expect similarly profound deficits in emotion recognition for patients with Alzheimer's disease. Communication is a critical component of our life it enables us to express who we are and allows us to relate to one another. When we communicate, we convey messages or exchange information to share needs, opinions, ideas, beliefs, feelings, emotions, experiences and values. Communication is more than talking and listening, it involves understanding and interpreting. Information is conveyed in many ways. Verbal, words we use. Nonverbal, body language, facial expression, posture and gesture. Paraverbal, tone, pacing and volume of our voice. When a person has changing abilities as a result of dementia, communication is affected and this can cause misunderstanding and mutual frustration. Although individual it's unique. Dementia has a profound effect on the language abilities of people living with the disease and therefore affects the way they communicate. This language degeneration is known as aphasia. Individuals with aphasia experience difficulty expressing themselves, finding the right words, understanding the words heard, reading and writing. As the disease progresses, communication can become increasingly challenging. Recognizing those changes will help the person with the disease, their family and friends find ways to communicate more effectively. A person-centered philosophy views people with dementia first and foremost as individuals, with unique attributes, personal values and story. A successful person-centered approach to communication is based on learning about dementia, its progression, and how it affects individuals. Believing that communication is possible. Focusing on the abilities and skills. Reassuring the individual with dementia and being positive. Meeting people with dementia where they are and accepting their reality. The quality of life for people with dementia is largely dependent on their connection with others. Maintaining a relationship can be a complex and challenging process, especially when verbal communication is lost. People with dementia lose particular communication abilities during the early, middle, and late stages of the disease. As the illness progresses, they will experience a gradual deterioration of their ability to communicate, to express themselves clearly and to understand what others say. However, communication does remain impossible at the very stage of the disease. Dementia creates distinct challenges in regards to how people express themselves and understand what is being communicated to them. The following changes are common among people with dementia. Difficulty finding a word. Creating new words for honest are forgotten. Repeating a word or phrase, perseveration. Difficulty organizing words into logical sentences. Cursing, or using, or offensive language. Reverting to the language that was first learned. Talking less than usual. Communication challenges that may occur during each stage of Alzheimer's disease. At the early stage, the person often cannot find the right words particularly the names of objects. They may substitute an incorrect word, or they may not find any word at all. At this stage. The person may have difficulty understanding more, jokes, and fast talk. 
Ave difficulty for you in multiple step instructions. Requiere increased concentration to for you conversations. Ave trouble staying on topic. Need more time to respond to questions. Experience increased frustration. Ave trouble finding the right word. Los etair train of doubt more often. At the middle stage, more and more words are becoming lost, and the person needs to think longer before expressing their thought. The person loses spontaneity, their vocabulary is more and more limited and sometimes they repeat the same word over and over again. At this stage, the person may have trouble understanding everyday conversation. Often ask the speaker to repeat simple sentences. Find it difficult to follow long conversations. Have difficulty understanding reading materials. Repeat the same word or information over and over, perseveration. Not be able to interpret facial expressions, like a wink or the nod of the ad. Have trouble explaining or understanding abstract concepts, if el blue. Experience de crease de speech and ability to raise or lower voice. Have difficulty finishing sentences. Lose interest in talking. Speaking vague and rambling sentences. Adelate estaje, individuals appear to lose the capacity for recognizable speech, although words or phrases may occasionally be uttered. Nonverbal communication will become increasingly important as, at this estaje, the person may be unable to understand the meaning of most words. Los etair capacity for recognizable speech, although words or phrases may occasionally be uttered. Language often does not make sense to others. Become totally mute in some cases. At the early stage of the disease, you should use communication to your advantage. It is very important for you to communicate while you find it relatively easy to do so. This is a good time to start talking about your wishes and making them known. It is critical to be very open with your caregiver, your family members, your friends. And also health professionals. Learning about the disease and being open about it. Learn as much as you can about dementia, its irreversible and fatal consequences as well as its effects on your expression and communication. Inform your family and friends about this. You can tell them how you want to be involved in decision making. Be open with your family and friends about your diagnosis and share your feelings and experiences as much as you are able. Let family and friends know that you may need more time to express yourself and if you are tired or have difficulty communicating, encourage them to speak with you when you are more rested. Thinking about nonverbal communication. Think about using notes for reminders. Use visual aids or nonverbal quests, draw or point at pictures, use your ages, gestures and body language to enhance communication. Use hand signals and body language to communicate. Laughter is a good way to communicate to others that you are at ease and it will make them more open to what you are saying. Maintaining relationships we all need our friends and relatives to support us. Many of these people will empathize with your situation. Remaining loving, positive and dedicated will help you feel safe, secure and valued. They are here to support you, so do not hesitate to open up to them and ask them for help or assistance when you need it, and if friends or relatives don't phone or visit you, call them. Enhancing communication, an inspirational guide for people like us with early stage memory loss. Murray. Alzheimer Research and Education Program, University of Waterloo. Instead of trying to bring people back to reality. Caregiversare adviseto empatice and establish an emotional connection. Alzheimer's disease is usually depicted as mainly a disease that affects memory and thinking, partly because memory lapses are so noticeable during the beginning of the disease. People in the early stages of the disease start to lose things, forget on the familiar faces, and struggle to recall recent events. Other cognitive problems soon develop. Including a shortened attention span, difficulties with language, and an inability to think logically.
In the later stages, people may completely lose the ability to speak. Eventually, much of what we consider conscious thought disappears. Brains can't other studies have found that it does have a physiological basis. Some Alzheimer's disease experts dislike the analogy, fearing that it will add to loss of dignity, and treatment that is inappropriate for adults. On the other hand, Alzheimer's disease patients to enjoy simple chillique activities like playing with a ball or modeling play. Moreover, the advice to show empathy and boost self-esteem choice the advice given to parents and caregivers of young children. An emphasis on the emotional life of sufferers is a major theme in the growing number of books directed at caregivers. These advice books still have practical tips on everything from financial planning to meal presentation, usables instead of plates, to clothing, no zippers or buttons. But they also have pointers on improving the interpersonal dynamics between caregivers and people with the disease. Coste, for example, refers often to the need for protecting and bolstering self-esteem. Frequently that means being non-judgmental and devising ways to accommodate cognitive deficits without drawing attention to them. People with the disease seem to have strong emotional memories, even from recent events. Long after they've lost the ability to form less emotional chargedones. As a consequence, caregivers are urgetos o affection and connect at an emotional level even if the person can't remember who you are. Support for this approach comes mainly from anecdotes, personal experience, and the memories of Alzheimer's patients in the early stages of the disease, they usually written with the help of a caregiver. Alto de avioral intervention sabe been tested in clinical trials, there is not much in the way of rigorous scientific evidence to go on. Researchers and other authors and advocates are persuasive when they are successful navigation of the emotional needs of Alzheimer's patients is essential to effective, humane care. Eres some of the advice they give. Enter their world. People with Alzheimer's disease sometimes have delusions challenging these delusions may only make them feel threatened and insecure. Instead, use all the knowledge the underlying emotion and parents redirect their thinking. Say a patient falsely accuses someone of stalling a wallet or pocketbook. Paul Raya, director of patient care and family support for the Massachusetts chapter of the Alzheimer's Association. Size you make respond by saying you must feel terrible that your pocketbook is missing. Let's go look for it. If se talks about her the atmosphere as if she were still alive, rather than this abuser, you make say, your mother sounds like a lovely person. Tell me about her. Sometimes entering this world means just playing along. A researcher takes a wonderful story about Erus Van, who developed Alzheimer's at a relatively young age, Feverislis Krubin de Teflon of Afrikan. Instead of scolding him for ruining it, se congratulated him on a fine clean job. Protect their self-esteem. Caregivers are often told to break down and simplify tasks for Alzheimer's sufferers. But if you don't move for the person, you may cause a mujer and frustration by making him feel more helpless and disabled than her is. You have to consider safety, though you can't let him drive just because he wants to. Striking the right balance helping and protecting without seeming to condescend or belittle is difficult, especially as the abilities of the person change from day to day will slowly declining. But emotional aspects of the disease may be just as important, especially to the friends and family who serve as caregivers. On the negative side, Alzheimer's sufferers may have feelings of anger, anxiety, depression, fear, and loneliness. On the positive side, they may feel serene and joyful, and are especially capable of living in the moment. Joan Nekoenikoste, an influential Alzheimer's disease activist. Believe that wandering, aggression, and other behavioral changes in people with Alzheimer's disease are the direct consequence of feelings that are is because of their cognitive difficulties. Sometimes, as the disease progresses and communication skills deteriorate, getting out and meeting people or even having visitors can be problematic. Try not to feel intimidated or embarrassed if you cannot find the right word.
Take time to relax and think about what you want to say. One on one discussions are usually a certain. Keep in track of conversations in large groups. When in social situations, ask people to slow down, use short sentences or to repeat what they have said. It can also be very useful to tell people how you would like to be helped. Some people with dementia say they like to have time to find the word or answer they are looking for, will others appreciate if some one fishing the words for them. Try not to isolate yourself. Contact your local Alzheimer's Society for support, information and strategies to remain active. You may also want to join a support group to talk with people who can understand and relate to what you are going through. This will allow you to share your feelings, your challenges and coping strategies with others. Communicating with your doctor treat book extended appointments with your doctor, when possible, so you don't feel rushed. This gives you both enough time to express yourself and talk about your challenges so your doctor can respond. You can prepare for your doctor's visit by writing down symptoms and any questions you might want to ask and you might want to focus particularly on the things that have changed since your last doctor's visit. To feel at ease, you might want to ask a friend or family member to accompany you to help communicate and clarify information. Be honest and open with your doctor about everything that has changed. Be as specific as possible. Ask them to explain things to you in a way you can understand and to write down a very instruction for you, no matter how mal it is. Ask any questions you want and swear it. Ask them to talk to you directly. If you are unhappy with the way they treat you, let them know how you feel. Finally, when it comes to your real and your feelings, you are the expert. Planning ahead. Being informed about the disease and knowing what liesaid can help you feel more prepared. As the disease progresses, you will not always be able to communicate your thoughts and wishes. Be sure that some one trust as the legal authority to make financial and health care decisions for you when the time comes. Talking about this with trusted friends and Family members when you are still able to do so can give you a sense of control over your future and put your family more at ease. Advice from lawyers or financial consultants can also be helpful. You can tell them how you want to be involved in decision making. Take a leadership role. Someone has to start making decisions and assuming responsibility for the person with Alzheimer's disease. Especially if that person is your parent, this change may involve an uncomfortable, volatile reversal of power. It's yet another difficult balancing act, you must take charge will minimizing people's disabilities and maximizing their strengths. Don't make them wait. A sortened attention span can make waiting even a few minutes trying for people with Alzheimer's. They become impatient, agitated, even aggressive. Sometimes their problems with batting, grooming, or eating are the result of waiting for a caregiver to get organized, not the activity itself. Avoid overstimulation. With the best of intentions, caregivers often want to include lobedones in family gatherings, especially during the holidays. But many people with Alzheimer's disease are sensitive to sound, especially several sounds at once. A raucous family event can be overwhelming. You might consider a major gathering with just one or two people instead. Other strategies include limiting visits to a couple of hours and setting a the time for a nap. Turning off the television and lowering the volume of music while people are talking and eating is another kindness. Keep the person physically active. People with early disease have said that vigorous exercises and to serpentine thinking and settle them down emotionally. Moreover, Alzheimer's disease and depression often go hand in hand, and numerous studies have shown that exercise is good for depression. In a study published in the Journal of the American Medical Association, University of Washington researchers showed that exercise. Combined with lessons in behavior management for caregivers, improved physical health and relieved depression in Alzheimer's sufferers. Singatune. 
People with Alzheimer's disease usually remain able to enjoy music even in the later stages of the disease. Estudies show that if using totem, they respond especially well, becoming more communicative, less aggressive, and less likely to scream. Researchers at the Karolinska Institute in Sweden found that both caregivers in King and background musical positive effects on late stage patients. They sat up striker, their movements became stronger and more regular, and their awareness improved. Singing by caregivers was especially effective in drawing them out. Tips for talking to someone with Alzheimer's disease. Communication is art for people with Alzheimer's disease because they have trouble remembering things. They may struggle to find words or forget what they want to say. You may feel impatient and wish they could just say what they want, but they can't. The person with Alzheimer's may have problems with Finding the right word or losing is order trying of talk to and speaking. Understanding what words mean. Paying attention during long conversations. Remembering the steps in common activities, such as cooking a meal, paying is, or getting dressed. Blocking out background noises from the radio, television, or conversations. Frustration y communication isn't working. Being very sensitive to touch and to the tone and loudness of voices. Also, Alzheimer's disease causes some people to get confused about language. For example, the person might forget or no longer understand English if it was learned as a second language. Instead, he or she might understand and use only the first language learned, such as Spanish. Help make communication easier. The first step is to understand that the disease causes changes in communication skills. The second step is to try some tips that may make communication easier. Make a contact and call the person by name. Be aware of your tone, how loud your voice is, how you look at the person, and your body language. Encourage a tu guay conversation for as long as possible. Use other methods besides speaking, such as gentle touching. Three distracting the person y communication creates problems. To encourage the person to communicate with you. So a warm, loving, matter of fact manner. All the persons can really you talk. Be open to the person's concerns, even if or say it's hard to understand. Let him or her make some decisions and stay involved. Be patient with angry outbursts. Remember, it's the in-stalking. To speak effectively with a person who has Alzheimer's. Offer simple, step-by-step instructions. Repeat instructions and you more time for a response. Try not to interrupt. Don't talk about the person as if or say isn't Don't talk to the person who's in baby talk or a baby voice. Be direct, specific. And positive. Here some examples of what you can say. Let's treat this way, instead of pointing out mistakes. Please do this, instead of don't do this. Thanks for helping, even if the results aren't perfect. You also can. Ask questions that require a yes or no answer. For example, you could say, are you tired instead of how do you feel? Limit the number of choices. For example, you could say, would you like a hamburger or chicken for dinner instead of what would you like for dinner? Use different words if or se doesn't understand the first time. For example, if you ask the person whether or se is hungry and you don't get a response, you could say, dinner is ready now. Let's say Try not to say, don't you remember or it told you. If you become frustrated, Take a time out for yourself. Helping a person who is aware of memory loss. Alzheimer's disease is being diagnosed at earlier stages. This means that many people are aware of how the disease is affecting their memory. Here are tips on how to help someone who knows that or seas memory problems. Take time to listen. The person may want to talk about the changes or seas noticing. Be as sensitive as you can. Don't just correct the person every time or say forget something, or say something, or 
Trito understand that it's a struggle for the person to communicate. Be patient when some one with Alzheimer's disease a struggle finding the right words or putting feelings into words. Help the person find words to express thoughts and feelings. But be careful not to put words in the person's mouth or fill in the blanks to quickly. Be aware of non-verbal communication. As people lose the ability to talk clearly, they may really or not wise to communicate their thoughts and feelings. For example, their facial expressions may show sadness, anger, or frustration. Grasping at their undergarments may tell you to need to use the bathroom. Don't shout. Hearing is not a problem. Speaking a calm, even, and warm tone of voice. Don't carry on a conversation with someone else as if the person wasn't there. It's understandable that this happens when communication seems impossible, but people with experience in caring for Alzheimer's patients say that patients notice and resent the fact that they are being treated as if they didn't exist. One complaint of people at the early stages of the disease is that doctors talk to family members rather than to them, even when they are present. Use common, simple words. But avoid too many pronouns. The person may get confused about who se, and where referring to. Use leading statements rather than open-ended questions. Gold like a cup of coffee is better than what gold like to drink but a simple, inviting statement like let's have a cup of coffee is even better. Make a contact, to the person. Be conscious of your body language. Nonverbal quest become increasingly important as the disease erodes language oriented out. Be causetes equesare so important, talking on the telephone is often a poor substitute for being in person. Sighting that express positive emotions explicitly. In talking to Alzheimer's, Claudia J. Strauss suggests some lovely things you might say as you relieving after a visit. Y enjoyet is so much, y always feel good after talking to you, and saying you is the best part of my day. All of these statements send a strong emotional message. Make the most out of the last word. According to Alzheimer's disease expert Juan Necoenicoste, suferes will often latch on to the last word in a statement, probably because it's the easiest to and to remember. If you ask. Gold you like to wear the green or the blue shirt only the word shirt may stick in the person's mind and you won't get an answer. But costes ice care partners, a term se prefers to care givers, can turn this tendenki to their advantage. Ask gold you like to wear this green shirt to the your the one touch blue and the person will say blue. Se feels as to se has decided for herself rather than being told what to wear. But the choice has been made so as it has felt little anxiety about it. As the mentia progresses, communication can become more and more challenging. You may think that individuals with dementia have good days and bad days, this can depend on the quality of their lab, stress level and other medical conditions. Respectful, sensitive, ongoing communication remains critical. No matter what stage of dementia the person is at and how confused they may appear. Elements for successful person-centered communication throughout the disease. Learning as a caregiver, trito learn as much as you can about the disease to provide the best possible care and support. Learning about the disease, its progression and how it affects a person will help you be prepared and have realistic expectations of the person's abilities to communicate throughout the various stages of the disease. As the disease progresses and abilities are lost, you can learn to interpret the person's messages by paying attention to both verbal and nonverbal quests. This means putting to getter the various quests to help you interpret what the person is trying to tell you about how they think and feel. Believing communication is still possible and there is always a meaning. Every person, regardless of abilities, maintains a core of self that can be reached. Communication remains possible at all stages of dementia. What a person says or does and how a person behaves as meaning, however. The disease affects their ability to communicate with us in a way that we can always understand. Never lose sight of the person. No matter how the disease affects the individual, 
It is important to treat them with dignity and respect. Example, Nancy is driving her motor to a family celebration. The car radio is on, playing country music. Suddenly, Nancy motor starts banging her fist on the dashboard and speaking in an agitated voice. Nancy does not understand what her motor is saying, as her speech is garbled and does not make sense. Nancy takes a moment to try to figure out what her motor is trying to tell her. Ui suddenly so upset Nancy remembers that her motor has always disliked country music. Nancy reaches over, changes the channel to music her motor has always enjoyed and says, that's better. I don't like country music either. Her motor sits back and sends to relax, no longer banging her fists or calling out. Nancy rests her hand on her motor's knee and pats her reassuringly as smiles. Communication skills are not learned overnight and require patience and practice. If you find it difficult to understand the person, call upon their past experience and what you know about them. Although dementia affects certain abilities, the person's emotions and feelings will remain, as will the need for companionship, purpose and belonging. Focusing on the person's abilities and skills will go a long way in adding to their quality of life and will help the person maintain a sense of self. If the person's speech has become hard to understand, use what you know about them and what you feel they might better in to say to help you interpret. Consider helping the person with dementia to find alternate ways of expression through art, music or gardening to maintain an enhanced communication. Reassuring and being positive as a caregiver, it is important to encourage the person in their attempts to express themselves when they have trouble communicating. Instead of criticizing and correcting, ignore failures and remember to be supportive, positive and encouraging. New activities can be stimulating and confusing for a person with dementia, so se familiar things to create a sense of comfort and reassurance. Laughter and humor are positive ways to help you get through difficult times, meeting the person where they are and accepting their new reality. With the progression of the disease, a person's perception of reality can become confused. However it is their reality. Trito accept their reality and meet them where they are. Avoid contradicting them or convincing them that what they believe is untrue or inaccurate. Trying to bring them to your reality or disagreeing with them will cause frustration and make things worse. If they say something you know isn't true, treat of creative ways around the situation rather than reacting negatively. Remember to connect not to correct. Consider the following when communicating with a person at the middle stage of dementia. The middle stage brings a greater decline in the person's cognitive and functional abilities. Not only will they be unable to find the words of objects, they may even forget the names of friends and family. This can be very distressing for the person, however it is a predictable aspect of memory loss associated with dementia. At this stage, the person with dementia may better to interpret a world that no longer makes sense to them because their brain is interpreting information incorrectly. Some times the person with dementia and those around them will misinterpret each other's attempts at communication. These misunderstandings can be upsetting and frustrating for the person with dementia and caregivers. However, there are ways to help make sure that you understand each other. Nonverbal communication will become increasingly important. What for behavior changes? Body language and nonverbal signs that may be used to express a feeling or indicate physical discomfort, in which case you may wish to contact the person's family doctor. Consider communicating primarily through the senses from the late stage of the disease to end of life. The person will lose their capacity for recognizable speech, although words or phrases may occasionally be uttered. However, even if the person can no longer communicate verbally or recognize you, they likely will still be able to communicate in other ways and feel your affection and reassurance. At this stage, nonverbal communication will become increasingly important. People in this stage experience the world primarily through their senses, so use the senses to maintain a connection.
Touch, all the persons han. Give a gentle massage to the hands, les orfet. Smell, the person may enjoy the smell of a favorite perfume, flower or food, with my back. Happy memories. Billion, videos can be relaxing, especiales with scenes of nature and soft, calming sounds. Earring, reading to the person can be comforting, even if they may not understand the words. The tone and rhythm of your voice may be soothing. What you say is not as important as how you say it. Speak gently and with affection. Your tone can help the person feel safe and relaxed. Read a favorite story or poem. Music is a universal language that promotes well-being for most of us. Sinto heter, play music, especially the type of music the person has enjoyed throughout their life. Consider spending time outdoors. It makes us all feel better. As the disease progresses, delusions namely paranoid beliefs or false accusations may occur. It is common for people with dementia to believe that their food is poisoned or that their belongings have been stolen. Others may believe that someone is young on the mortgaging toward them. And some may even accuse their partner of having an affair. These suspicions or accusations may be due to the person's failing memory or difficulty understanding what is happening around them. Although these accusations can be hurtful, remember that they are a result of the disease. It is important not to argue with a person with dementia or try to convince them that their perception of reality is not correct. It doesn't matter who is right. What is important is that the person's feelings are respected and understood. Living with dementia at any stage can be very challenging. Whether you are the person with the disease or someone who supports them, it is normal to feel a variety of emotions throughout all stages of the disease. It is important to acknowledge your feelings, care for yourself and seek the practical help and emotional support that you need. The Alzheimer Society in your community can provide educational resources to help you learn more about the disease, referrals to help you access the practical support you need, and one-on-one -on -one and group support to help cope with the emotional impact of the disease. At the Kele Altcare we are learning more every about dementia and how to best provide support to the person with the disease. Much of what we understand comes from people with a disease or care givers who often solutions to their challenges and share them with others.